What's up guys, welcome back to the Broccoli Roast. This is a short special episode on the recent news article that's been coming out that everyone has been sending me on um, Coca-Cola's purchase of Mojo Kombucha. Um, So today, while I was just waiting for my car to be serviced, I just shot uh, and recorded this little episode. Uh, This episode still is brought to you by the Gut Summit. It's my live one-day event all about the gut microbiome. Uh, We are coming to Adelaide, Perth in November, Adelaide next year, uh, and Sydney next year. And we've also earmarked Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, For that, just head along to kalebrock.com.au forward slash gut summit. Uh, other than that, guys, I'll see you over on social media at Kale's Broccoli. We've got a bunch of new videos up there, including Humble Warrior, Episode 1, uh, The Pursuits of a Modern Healthy Man. That's the new web series. So Episode 1 is out, and it's been received very well. And I just released my new profile video as well, which you can check out on Facebook and YouTube at Kale's Broccoli. Enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think of Coke's purchase of Mojo Kombucha uh, over on socials. Love your work. See you guys. Hey guys, uh, wanted to address this because um, I've already had about 12 people <laughs> contact me, uh, send me some stuff regarding uh, the fact that Coca-Cola has purchased Mojo Kombucha outright as a company. Um, this is the Sydney Morning Herald, Sydney Morning Herald article. Um, Coca-Cola buys Mojo Kombucha as it digests a major sugar problem. Uh, what started with a husband and wife experimenting with blobs of bacteria and yeast in their back shed has grown into the newest arm of the Coca-Cola company, with the global beverages giant buying the Adelaide makers of Mojo Kombucha for an undisclosed sum. The two companies hope to use Coca-Cola's reach and expertise to supercharge Mojo's sales of the increasingly popular drink while also diversifying Coca-Cola's portfolio as consumers turn away from its core range of high sugar products. Let's focus on that for a second. So Coca-Cola is one of those companies who have clearly been struggling with the awakening of the world um, with the Western world currently to the damaging effects of the majority of its products. Uh, Coke, I don't know what else they own. I know they own Mount Franklin water. That's obviously not causing too much damage, but, um, the soft drink ranges that they, that they own have been contributing in a large way to the, to the current health crisis that we've seen alongside a plethora of other factors and foods which have also been um, contributing. The fact that Coca-Cola have recognised that over the past sort of um, two years or so, you know, they brought out that commercial with the running exercise or something saying that all calories are sort of the same, Coca-Cola contributes the same as all other calories, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know it represents a shifting tide, a shifting perspective and a shifting consumer demand in the market. It represents a widespread um, education of the consumer where we know now that sugar and refined sugar found in these drinks is not good for us and is causing us to be sick. So 
being in a capitalist society, uh, Coca-Cola are trying to make money, which is fine, which is fair, which is normal in a capitalistic society. When you have a product that's not selling, a stand, um, a standalone product, a flagship product is actually the better word. Coke, Coke is not selling anymore. We're Coca-Cola, right? Um, what do you do? You diversify. That's that's the rule, and you diversify by purchasing purchasing things or inventing things that are on trend right now. And kombucha is one of them. And Mojo Kombucha have been producing a fantastic product. South Australian for uh, a very long time uh, since uh, was it 2010 or something like that um, oh sorry 2009 it started uh, Anthony and Sarah Crabb started the organic and raw trading company in 2009 after several years of experimentation making the kombucha in their back shed selling first at farmers markets and health food shops that's what I can relate to this is how I started um, so before Coke, uh, their range of Mojo drinks were stocked at retailers including Woolies, IGA, uh, with, an, with an annual turnover of between five and seven million dollars a year. Look, that's a fantastic achievement for Mojo beverages to actually um, establish themselves in what was typically a very resistant market. You know, people didn't know what kombucha was. They thought it was a mushroom. They didn't like the taste. They didn't blah, blah, blah. But, you know, credit to Anthony and, you know, Andrew, my good friend at Mojo and Adelaide and the whole crew there. Um, they stuck to their guns and actually didn't compromise the product. They, you know, they came up with new innovative sort of looks and a couple of different flavors, but they really stuck to it. And they, um, you know, in my mind, they enhanced the product by ensuring a certain amount of probiotics in it and, and controlling the strains and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so they've done an incredible job. So now we come to, you know, the next part. So this is just continuing the article. Kombucha is one of the fastest growing categories in the soft drink business in Australia. And Mojo, which was crafted, created, and nurtured by Anthony for all these years, is one of the leading brands. I would say it's actually the leading brand. Um, that's, you know, pretty clear, I think. Uh, and this was coming from the Coca-Cola Australia president, Vamsi Mohan, I think his name is. So we think it fits beautifully into our portfolio and will add to our growth. And growth is kind of the key word there. For Coca-Cola as a business to stay in business, to stay relevant in some sort of way, they have to adapt. They have to reinvent the wheel because the reality is over the next five years, uh, we're going to see a drastic decline in the soft drink um, and sugary beverages industry. Uh, it's toxic to the environment. It's toxic to the human body. Um, whereas, you know, this shift towards kombuchas and kefirs and other fermented drinks is a very positive one. And they are simply trying to get on that bandwagon. There is no doubt that... Coca-Cola as a company have contributed negatively to the health of the world. They would have also contributed positively um, from an economic standpoint, from maybe you know some some other work that they've done. <laughs> uh, 
um, mainly economic, I would say, probably. Uh, but with this acquisition of Mojo Beverages, uh, I can see them moving towards a more positive uh, impact. And that's my key takeaway from this. Yes, the first thing that I worry about is, okay, will the quality dwindle? Will Mojo you know, start to act like a big company? The, big, the problem that I have is the bigger a company gets, the worse they get in terms of um, quality control, uh, in terms of big cogs getting in the way, changes are too hard to implement because there's all this bureaucracy you have to deal with. It was like working at Channel 10. It was a nightmare, you know, to get anything, to change anything, to challenge a new idea, you, you just get thrown out the door. Um, so that was obviously my first concern, you know, especially working with Mojo and planning to still work with them um, and, you know, having my fridge stocked with them. The, the first thing that I think about is, okay, is the, the quality of the product going to suffer here? Um, and that's where sort of I, when I read the article, uh, I was... I was pleased to see um, uh, Anthony Crabb say that say this line here. So uh, I'll, I'll read the article from the article. Mr. Crabb said he hoped Coca-Cola's reach would help introduce more consumers to his products. And that's one of the biggest challenges that these guys have had to face is trying to convince people to drink kombucha, right? It was a hard sell a while ago. Um, so they really had to pave the way. They were. They were pioneers in this space, so they've done an incredible job. Um, so to help more, help introduce more consumers to his products, which will continue to be made by Mojo's 60-strong workforce in Wollonga near South Australia's McLaren Vale wine region. So it's staying local, it's not shifting or anything like that. Uh, Anthony says, as we've grown, we've ensured that we were able to continue to scale the product, maintaining the authenticity and the quality of what we've had. And we don't see that changing. So the intention is there to maintain that quality. And I just, I want to make, I want, to, I want that to stay there, you know? Um, I think growing and evolving is a natural part of, of a career, of a trajectory of a business, of a person. I'm the same, I wanna evolve and grow and um, some people might see this as taking money from the devil and all this sort of stuff, but my whole thing is, at the moment, that's where the money is. Coke has a huge amount of money and that money could be used to boost the prevalence uh, prevalence of something like kombucha on our shelves and maybe start to get kids and, and young people and, and just everyday people to actually um, consume more probiotic beverages as opposed to soft drink. Imagine, I just think, like imagine a Mojo kombucha ad with a Coke budget. You know, what an ad you could make. I've been wanting to make that ad for, for ages, but you know, how do you, how do you, do it on five grand, you know, you need 500 grand to make an ad to that scale. And I think about the effectiveness of that and the change, the ripple effect that that could have. And I think, well, look, maybe it is worth taking money from an industry that has profited off um, selling products that are not so good for us uh, and putting it into products that are good for us. 
and really driving the market that way from within because you know we as consumers have driven this um, and now the industry is responding which is great it's really important so my take home with this is that I'm not too worried I think it's a, a big bold move <clears throat> by one of the leading sort of um, beverage companies in the world coke um, and I think that it represents a shifting tide uh, in the in the world really guys because awareness is finally coming um, if I mean if you just look at it if the mojo kombucha range contains between six and nine point four grams of sugar per three hundred and thirty milliliter bottle 1.5 to 2.5 teaspoons compared to 40 grams so up to four times more in a um, 375 milliliter can of classic coke and don't forget that mojo comes uh, fermented as well and with probiotics um, these companies are going to this is the reality these companies are going to make their own versions of these products anyway soon they would have to otherwise they'd be left behind so purchasing um, the purchasing mojo ensures a quality control it ensures a direct sort of safe entrance into the market with people who know what they're doing um, and it also I think it actually it's like a nod of respect by coke to the health industry um, and saying okay you guys know what you're doing you've crafted out a big sort of market here and we want a part of that and that's normal for any business to, to do. So that's my take on it. I'm feeling pretty positive about it. I think it's a, it's a big move, of course, and it's, um, you know, it might shake a few, ruffle a few feathers, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally am, am still very happy to promote and uh, enjoy Mojo Kabucha, especially the cola flavor. Funnily enough, that's my favorite flavor. <laughs> So, um, yeah, a lot of you guys have been asking for my opinion on this. I just wanted to share it with you. I hope you have a cracking weekend. I will see you guys soon. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming up soon. The Gut Summit, um, Mandy Microbes Big Gut Adventure, my new kids book coming out soon, uh, the Broccoli Roast the podcast, the ongoing podcast, and a whole bunch of new video stuff coming, which I'm super excited about. See, that's me growing and evolving. Um, and if... You know, if Coke wanted to give me a hundred grand to, well, no, it costs a lot more than that to buy my business. But, um, you know, if I had to take some money from the devil to grow, maybe I would, you know, because I know I can do a lot of positive impact with, with money. Um, so, yeah. What do you guys think? I would love to hear what you guys think. Let me know on socials. Comment below on the video. Um, or, you know, post, share this and, and post your thoughts. What do you guys think? Um, I'd love to know. See you guys.